I will never lie to you. There's no judgment here. Yes. Welcome to Rant with, with My Aunt. There you go. It is our second episode yes. and we're back. We are back. Thank you so much to everyone who followed us on social media. Rant with My Aunt on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, which I don't know how to use really. I only used it one time because I wanted to keep track of my ex-boyfriend, but then I decided I was over him, so I deleted it. So Lily is taking care of the Snapchat. Of course, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. So thank you so much to all of our new followers there. And yes, we made it to episode two. Yeah. How excited were you that you finally got a podcast? I was really excited. I feel like... We did a really good job we, mm -hmm. because it is a lot of work, and I think we did a lot of good work in it. Work. Oh, it is up. a lot of work. Oh, it, it is a lot of work. Really well. My niece, who was like, don't you just put up a camera and talk? You don't. And now we have a rundown. We're oh, so pretty rundown. now. She's Her producer skills are on point-ish. She's getting there. That's fair. She's yeah. 13. I yeah. have to keep remembering she's 13 there. All right, so today, Lily, what's the rant? So today's rant with my aunt is... All about New Year's resolutions. Why do we even make them? Because I feel like for a lot of people, they don't follow through with them or they don't stick to them. Mm -hmm. So I know I've had per personal experience with making resolutions that I don't stick to. I know a few people that have, obviously. Right. Why don't you think you stick to them? I don't really know. I feel like it's just like the thing. I think part of it is obviously habits. You have mm -hmm. habits from what you previously used to do. So like... Yeah, habits are hard to break. Yeah. So trying to break a habit just from one day to another... That's a lot of pressure. It really is. But, yeah. you know, so we actually have an expert coming up. She is a fitness coach and a life coach. She's going to help us kind of break down these big New Year's resolution goals to make them more attainable. So maybe in 2021, you can be successful with your New Year's resolution. Now, I know that um, you actually did some research. I did. About the top five most popular resolutions on goskills.com. So go ahead, hit me. A lot of them that I found weren't that surprising to me. I okay. kind of expected them, but the last one, number five, which I'm going to talk about in just a second, kind of surprised me a little okay. bit. What is it? Number five is living life to the fullest. That sounds great. It sounds great. And it sounds like kind of easy in a way, but when you, you think about it, what does that really mean? Yeah. What does that really mean? I don't know. I, don't I think really that's one of the things why you fail, because if you don't specifically state what your goal is like yes I'd love to live life to fullest but that to me means travel more I used to go to a different country every year and of course with COVID and how 2020 was just a big dumpster fire I wasn't able to do that so that's living life to the fullest to me having happiness with everyday life and just being happy with what you have um, is living life to the fullest so what does that mean to you to me, living life to the fullest is kind of very similar to what you said, is to be happy with the things that you have mm -hmm. and be happy with day-to-day -day life and just what, what you're what doing. What are you grateful for? Cheer. I know that mm -hmm. cheer is a, big, is a big one for me because I have a lot, a lot of my resolutions have to do with cheer and skills I want to get. Mm -hmm. like so if you don't know, Lily's an all-star cheerleader and uh, she's kind of awesome. Thank you. Yes, but you know that's, that's really your goal core group. I mean, she's homeschooled even without COVID-19. So cheer is, that's your lifeline. Those are your peeps. Those, that's your crew. Those are your girls. 
yeah that's who i socialize with the most and i really i'm lucky because all of our team is so close like mm -hmm. we're all very close with each other so i think that's we're really lucky to have that even when the girl who falls off the stunt kicks you in the face you're still really close yeah that's why I was never a cheerleader because I, I was always the littlest one and I never wanted to be the one on top of the pyramid because I didn't trust the girls on the bottom. Maybe if you were my base, I would have trusted you. See, that's another thing is we all have an amazing bond. So we have to, yeah. Yeah, that's why I think it works so well together is because we all have an amazing bond. So living life to the fullest to you is pushing yourself in cheer, getting mm -hmm. new skills, and kind of continuing that bond with your teammates. Yes. So I think that resolution is probably not a good one i think live life to the fullest you need to break that down and decide mm -hmm. what that means to you yes be more specific and i know that when we get nikki robertson coming up the life coast i just told you about she's probably going to tell us the same thing but we will certainly ask her what's number four number four is learning a new skill or having a new hobby mm -hmm. which i thought was a very good one that i never necessarily thought about okay because like you, when you think about resolutions, it's more of like a lot of the top three, which we'll talk about in a yeah. minute. But like what, that, you, what skill or hobby are you looking into? I have a guitar that I got for <gasps> Christmas last year, and I can, Chris got a guitar. Really? Yes, he just talked to me yesterday. Chris, my fiance, texted me, called me, and he's like, "You never responded to my text." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "I got a guitar." I'm like, "You got a what?" You and Chris can totally like serenade me over yes. Facetime. Yeah, so I actually got it last year. From your grandpa, right? Yes. Nice. Who plays the guitar. He's really good at it. But so he tried to teach me and stuff, but I only know a few chords. Mm -hmm. And I don't play it that often, but I do really want to learn how to play it better and know a few more songs, maybe even. I bet your grandpa would be really excited to sit down and teach yes. you how to do it. That's probably why he bought it for you. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. We've played together a little bit, but mm -hmm. I just have to work on what, like, knowing different chords and stuff to be able to play the songs. Yeah. Okay, number three is get organized. Ooh, Jima loves that one. Mm -hmm. Our mother, my mother, your grandmother loves organizing stuff. So I'm an organizing freak. So I'm already organized. I, well, am kind of organized. I'll give myself that. It's not so much like you have organized makeup and organized like beauty products, but I think it's just organizing your life. Yes. Maybe. Like how, how does a teenager need to organize their life better? I think school is a big one, like mm -hmm. with assignments and homework and tests and all things like that. I think that's like a big thing. That Do you think because um, everything's online now that you need to set a better schedule for yourself? Yes. Okay. For some people, I know a lot of people have like Zoom classes right now mm -hmm. and things like that, whereas I am completely virtual schooled, so I don't have that. I have all of my curriculum uploaded. Right. And you were doing that before COVID, like yes. you said. Zoom for some people, like with having the broken down classes, is harder for mm -hmm. them because you have to remember eight different class codes to get into your Zoom calls. Oh, that's annoying. And like, I feel like some people would do better in terms of organizing mm -hmm. online because they're like, oh, well, I just got off this class, I can do all this because you have maybe more time between the classes. Mm -hmm. Whereas some people will do better in school. I think yeah. it kind of depends on the person. All right. Number two and number one, we can kind of do together, I feel like. Because I would agree. These are the ones that you think. Everybody does, and including me, because I've me had too. a lot of grandma's cookies while I'm home. Hit me. Number two is to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And I think number one, like you said, we're just going to go with is also exercising more. Yeah, in order to lose weight, you need to exercise more. Yes. So, but exercise more could be just to get fit, 
have a better cardiovascular system, yes. that kind of stuff. But I do think those two are super popular and it's something that people do every single year. If you have had a gym membership for a year, you know every January it's packed. And then like three weeks in, it starts to dwindle, your classes get a little smaller, the secondary and the tertiary people go home, they don't come anymore. So you know that you're gonna hit that gym in January, but so many people stop going after a while. And again, um, Nikki Robertson will have some stuff to say about that. She's with Infinite Power Coaching. That's what she deals with all the time. She has a lot of people sign up for her services in January, but she's trying to keep them motivated. And we'll ask her kind of how she does that. What about you? Back to the habits thing. Mm -hmm. People go and they wanna do it and then they dwell on old habits or mm -hmm. like, we'll talk about this later, being busy, is it just an excuse mm -hmm. or is it an actual valid reason or what is it? Right. So what is your New Year's resolution? My biggest one is to eat better. Okay. Because like I talked about busy being just an excuse, I feel like- Well, no, no, no. She, I, we were doing the pre-production meeting for this show and she said, I'm like, why don't you eat better? And she said, I'm just busy. And I said, you're busy, you're 13 years old. Is that an excuse? And then you went kind of, uh. So you've thought about it, you've pondered. Mm -hmm. What What is your aunt right? Is your aunt Courtney right? Yes and no. Okay, explain yourself, explain yourself. I think in the morning I have no excuse. Cause mm -hmm. like you said, I'm homeschooled. I have no excuse for towards lunch and even dinner especially with cheer. Mm -hmm. I leave for cheer at my house around four o'clock, mm -hmm. sometimes earlier. I don't get home until around 8.30ish. Right because my church is pretty far away. So I think in dinner, I don't have much, like I'm really busy and I, a lot of times I don't have options mm -hmm. as healthy options or in the morning I have no excuse. But one of my things is you're also a kid and you don't do the grocery shopping. Right. So how do you have that conversation with mom or dad or your caretaker to say, hey mom, I really do want to eat better, but you keep buying this crap, you know? <laughs> See, for me, I feel like Kind of, but I have a little bit different situation where my mom and my dad have been trying to eat better. So I feel like I have access to those things mm -hmm. because that's what my parents are doing. I just feel like I choose not to. And I feel like that's what mm -hmm. I want to change. So really? yeah, I, my parents are on board. They are trying to help. They're helping mm -hmm. me and they're being really supportive about it. It's just I'm kind of choosing not What to. does better mean to you? Better means healthier, like getting the amount of nutrition, the good, like, nutrition. Not so many carbs is what right. you're saying. Yes. She's a carbaholic. Say I it. am. My I, name is Lily. <laughs> my name is Lily, and I am a carbaholic. I yes, am aware. Girl. Yes, but what did I make you earlier this week that you actually liked? She made me, they were, like, what did it have? Black beans. It has vegan quesadillas. Yes, vegan quesadillas, but it had a lot of vegetables and stuff in it, and I personally don't like any of the vegetables. Yeah, so I, what I do, because I'm, I'm... Mostly vegan. I'm not 100%, but I'm. that's one of my resolutions is to become more. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I chop up mushrooms really fine and use it as quote unquote meat. Like it's a ground beef. This is like my taco filling. Then I add the black beans. So Lily says, I hate mushrooms. She says, I hate black beans. And then I, I add a couple scoops of salsa in there too. I use a regular packet of, I use grain-free taco seasoning. If you don't need to be grain-free, you can use your regular taco seasoning. I use about a quarter of it. I don't go too much. If you like more spice, then obviously add more. And then I also put garlic in there, maybe a little cilantro sometimes. I didn't do cilantro with yours because Jima didn't have it. But that's pretty much it. I've Oh, and we added sweet corn to this one too. And um, instead of having tacos, we made quesadillas out of it with mm -hmm. vegan cheese 
and you liked it. Mm -hmm. Right. I did. I really liked it. And like I said, I didn't like any of those vegetables when it came all together. I think another big thing for me is trying new things. Like mm -hmm. I have to give vegetables a chance. Broccoli, however, is a different story. Tried a million times. Hate it. Broccoli is different. What do you think of dates? I made you try a date yesterday. I actually thought dates are pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. No, they're not bad at all. I think the texture was weird, but it's not. I didn't like it. It's just yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. Well, if you try it and you're like, oh, this is really new and different, it takes a second. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think when you're a kid, you're expecting not to like it. And I think that as you become an adult and you get older, you're expecting to like it. Right. So it's a completely different mindset going into that bite. I, I think I'm going to like this as an adult. And you go, oh, wow, that is pretty nice as a kid you're thinking I'm gonna hate this oh my god my mom's making me do this so you, that mindset changes as you as you get older and there's very very few things now that I actually don't like I remember that happening somewhere with a water chestnut actually my mom when I was little made me try one and I kind of went into it like I'm not gonna like it blah, 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 and I ended up hating it well mm -hmm, of course quote, you unquote, thought you did hating it I tried one recently and actually really liked they're it they're so good I know they are crunch. really good I know so that that's me. And Courtney, what is another one of your resolutions? Well, I mentioned um, going vegan. And last year, I actually did Veganuary, which was just something I tried. I'm like, you know what? It's something that I've been thinking about for a long time. I did research. I was horrified <laughs> about what happens to the animals. I did research on the environmental factors of factory farming. I read an awesome book called The Meaty Truth. And I was horrified. So my friend was vegan. She's actually, I call her my famous vegan friend. She has had a blog for a long time. She does um, vegan dinners at the James Beard House in New York. Her name is Diana Edelman. Shout out to Vegans Baby. So she kind of got me into it. I would always be vegan when I would go out with her. And I thought, let's just do Veganuary. Let me just try it for 30 days. And I think that's one thing that helps. I'm just going to try this for 30 days. You know, mm -hmm. and that way, and then once you do it, I realized how good I felt when I was eating vegan, like how much energy I had. I lost like 30 pounds. It was amazing. And so I was like, there's something to this. So it's not just what, you know, what I want to do to stand up for the animals and what I want to do for, because I think factory farming is awful for the environment. So that's one of the reasons why I became vegan for Veganuary last year. I'm planning to be fully vegan again for those 30 days and then hoping to continue with vegan beauty products. One of the biggest things though is I have such a hard time sleeping and I think that originally I thought I'm just going to play on my phone a little bit, let my eyes get tired and then I'm going to fall asleep. But now I realize I'm staying on my phone for so long that I can't, I don't get to sleep and I'm wasting all this time or in the morning too. I wake up at 730. I'm like, oh, I'll just check my phone. And then all of a sudden it's 9am. And then I haven't done what my other, my third resolution is, is meditate more. Meditate, be more mindful. Um, I took a class on transcendental meditation, and I've researched that extensively on how that can help you help your body, help the inflammation inside of your body, um, really just help you manifest things if you're into all of that hippie stuff. Um, so I really want to meditate every day. And when I'm sitting on my phone for an hour and a half, I'm thinking, oh, I could have been meditating. Right. So, and then I think it makes it harder to sleep because I haven't been able to sleep lately. Mm -hmm. I actually did some research on that. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. And according to Cleveland Clinic, mm -hmm. being on your phone at night actually keeps your brain active instead of putting you to sleep. Well, instead of winding down and right, putting you to sleep. Hmm. Okay. Because it keeps your brain on because you're trying to pay attention to what's yeah. on your phone. It just keeps your brain on as opposed to 
kind of winding down. Well, I'm down. sure whether it's good or bad, you get that emotional response too from yes. a pretty picture or a post that someone says that made you mad. And so the emotions kind of stay with you that too. That is another thing. Okay. It is very hard to go to sleep with a heavy emotion, such as Facebook was an example mm -hmm. they used. If you read something negative on Facebook right before you go to bed, you can actually stay up dwelling on that for hours because it's still like, even if you don't, yes. aren't thinking about it, it's in the back of your mind and you're thinking about it and it literally, it said, can leave you just lying in your bed awake for hours. Yeah, Same so with I need to be on my phone and hit the pillow and be done with my phone. Mm -hmm. Another thing that actually surprised me about that is being happy. You don't want to go to bed too happy what? either. Because it's what? the same thing. It can keep you lying awake for hours. You kind of want to be an emotionless psychopath. <laughs> well, we're working on that. We're working on that. And actually, your phone gives off blue light, which okay. suppresses melatonin. Melatonin is the hormone like that's responsible for your sleep. That's okay. how like... It promotes sleep. It promotes yeah. sleep, yes. Yes, and you make that naturally, but I think the blue light just suppresses it yeah. in some way. Just... So, all right, so how are we not going to hashtag fail? Because 80% of people who make resolutions fail, and that's according to Forbes magazine. So you did some research, so thank you for that. Businessinsider.com says, one of the biggest reasons is that your resolutions are not specific enough. So what kind of example? An example is instead of saying, well, I want to lose 50 pounds, okay. you can say, I want to lose 10 pounds by February 15th. Mm -hmm. So set more specific goals for yourself. You're more likely to achieve them. Gotcha. Because 50 pounds, you think, man, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. And maybe you could lose 50 pounds in seven years. Or, you know, are you trying to do it this month? Which probably isn't going to work. You know what right. I mean? You want to be healthy about it. So be specific. Like, you know, I'm going to eat better for, or I'm going to prepackage my meals or I'm going to plan out a menu or whatever it is. And I think Nikki Robertson from Infinite Power Coaching will talk more about that as well. You really need to think what your resolution reflects. Is your resolution something you want or is your resolution something you're doing to appease your parents or your professors? So that's one of the reasons why they fail. A lot of people make resolutions that reflect what someone else wants. I think the parents is a big one. And I think something that most people don't realize is your parents, even if your parents aren't pushing it on you mm -hmm. or forcing you to do this or saying, well, I want you to do this, you can kind of still feel that. Like, you're not that you're making it up. Well, that's just instinct I mean, as a kid. Instinct, you know, right. you don't want your parents to be mad at you, so you want to do what makes them happy. Even if they're not pushing it on you. Right. So that's the thing. So think, really think about your resolutions. Is this for me? And if it is for you and what you want in your heart, in your soul then you're more likely to stick to it because it's important to you. Um, framing resolutions negatively is another reason why Business Insider says things fail. And I really believe this. This goes again along with my kind of hippie mentality mindset that, that I have and, and being positive out there in the universe is instead of saying, I want to stop drinking soda, then you need to rephrase it and say, I want to start drinking more water. So instead of what you don't want, I don't want to drink soda anymore. Just switch it around and say what you do want. I do want to drink more water. So just changing the word a little bit changes your mindset into a positive aspect and angle. I think that's a big thing I need to do. Like with my eating better, I think instead of being like, well, I want to eat better like, I don't want to stop eating unhealthy foods. I can say, I want to eat healthy foods to feel better and be mm -hmm. healthier. I want to eat more vegetables. Right. I want to do this. So, yes, that's just changing that mindset, changing the words that you're using, that you're speaking out there into the universe 
really has an effect on your mentality and your brain, whether or not you realize it. Positivity really does have an effect. Um, have you ever heard of the whoop method? No. Not whoop, not that. <laughs> whoop, okay, that's, we're, we're good. I'm dating myself. We danced to that in high school when I was on the dance team. It's called the whoop method. It's W-O-O-P, and it's actually from a professor of psychology at NYU, Dr. Gabrielle Oetingen. So I apologize. I don't know how to say her last name. It's O-E-T-T-I-N-G-E-N. She's a professor at psycholo of psychology at NYU. I actually learned about this method because while we were in lockdown, I took some classes, online classes from Harvard. So now I can say that I have been to Harvard, not really, but just online, virtually, virtually been to Harvard. So there's this wonderful class called the Science of Happiness. And it was really interesting. And she was one of the guest speakers on it. So the WHOOP method stands for, it's W-O-O-P. It stands for wish or goal, wish, the outcome, obstacle, and plan. So what you do is you wish, what is the goal? What is your wish? And it could be just today. What is your wish? What do you want to accomplish today? And I know that when um, I used to date a man who was an alcoholic, he was sober for three or four years. And I remember him saying, I just can't drink today. I just, and then tomorrow, same thing. I just can't drink today. You know, today I'm going to be sober. I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Today I'm going to be sober. So let me just use that as an example. So the goal today, not to drink. Okay. But you meditate on it just for 30 seconds, 60 seconds. Like what is that wish? And you just breathe, you focus on it. I'm talking 30 seconds. It's fine. And then you go on to the outcome. How will you feel if you achieve that goal today? How are you going to feel if you are go to bed and you were sober all day? Oh, so good. So you meditate on it and you actually feel it. You don't just think about it. You feel the happiness that you were going to feel, the proudness or whatever it is. You feel it, 30 seconds. Move on to the obstacles. And this is where this method is different than a lot of visualization methods because she wants you to feel the, the obstacle. Feel that, oh gosh, what is the obstacle? Maybe it's going out with your friends. So focus on that. Your friends want to have a cocktail. You're with them. If you're trying to stay sober, then okay, that's my obstacle. So then you got to feel like, oh gosh, so what does that feel like? Even if it's just 30 seconds, you feel that. And you're like, oh gosh, so you feel the obstacle. So you know what that feeling is when you come to it, when you come to the table with your friends. And then the last one is plan. So if I start feeling that way, if I go with my friends and my friends order a cocktail, what is my plan? And so you meditate on that for 30 to 60 seconds. And it's if then, if my friend orders a cocktail, then this is what I'm going to do. If my friend orders a cocktail, I am going to, make sure I just drink water or I'm going to tell myself, no, Courtney, just drink water or whatever it is that you're trying to do. For me, it's Diet Coke. For me, I, you know, it's Diet Soda in general. So if I'm feeling, if I'm dragging down and I really want that caffeine, you know, what is my plan? Is my, what is my if then plan? It might be that I'm going to go work out to get energy up that way. Or maybe I'm going to eat, you know, some almond butter that will give me a little bit more energy or I'm going to have a smoothie or something. So what is your plan so that when you hit that, so when I, I wake up and I'm like, oh man, I'm tired. I just, I just want one Diet Coke today. Just one Diet Coke to just wake me up. That is my obstacle, that feeling of being tired. And then what's my plan? And so the whoop method, and you do it every morning. You're supposed to do it every morning. And I thought that was a really interesting way 
to make small attainable goals every single day. And like I said, my ex who was alcoholic was telling me that. And I just thought that, wow, that is a really good philosophy for everybody to use. And you could use it today. Today, I'm going to eat more vegetables. Today, I'm going to eat at least three vegetables or two vegetables or whatever your goal is just today. That's really good. Yeah, diet soda is a big yeah. issue in our family. You yeah. and Jima are obsessed with Diet Coke. And then my mom is obsessed with Diet Pepsi. My best friend's mom is also obsessed with Diet Pepsi. It's so awful for you. We're never going to get sponsored I don't like by them. Sorry. I don't like most sodas. So good, I think I'm good. good there. It's, it's awful. But what, what would your whoop method be if you were doing it with eating better? Like you said. So the wish, the goal is. My goal is to eat better and feel better because mm -hmm. I know a lot of times, because I have eaten, like I'll go days where I eat a ton of vegetables and I drink mm -hmm. only water and stuff. I feel much better. Yes. That's like my wish. I want to feel better and feel healthier. So that's the goal. Eat more vegetables or eat better today. Then the outcome, how would you feel if you achieve that? Like I said, I'll feel way better. Yeah, more I'll energy. Feel healthy, more energy. You think faster. It's just... And what's the obstacle? Why is it that you can't eat better every single day? Because I look in my cabinet and there's cereal there. And cereal is so good. I know. So that's the obstacle. That and chocolate. I love chocolate. Yes, chocolate. Well, gosh, and Jima's cookies from Christmas are just <laughs> ridiculously good. So that's your obstacle is actually seeing it in your pantry. So if you were an adult and you were living on your own, do what I do. I don't buy cereal. I'm mad when I go home and there's no cereal in my cabinet when I want it, but I don't buy it. But you're not the one who buys the groceries. So you have to have another plan. So your obstacle is I see the cereal and I want it. What is your plan after that? What's your if then? If I see the th cereal, what is the what am I going to do? Well, for me personally, I try this worked for me and for a little bit and then I kind of stopped doing it which is I wouldn't even look in the cabinet. I already had planned out what I was going to have for breakfast and it was in a different area. So I literally just go and grab that. Thinking ahead. Yeah, thinking ahead. Yeah. And the whoop method is great for that. Mm -hmm. And actually that would be another way I could kill two birds with one stone. I could meditate before bed and then just go to bed without my phone and sleep better. And then when I wake up, instead of grabbing my phone, I could just do the whoop meditations and I would get the meditation in and I would get off my phone. Boom. You're already planning. I know. Right. I'm totally going to do this. 2020 is my year. 2021. Darn, 2021 is my year. God, 2021 was not, not year. anybody's year. 2020 was not the year. Nope. I'm here to make sure 2021 is a good year for us. She has performed professionally as a dancer, worked in the hospitality industry for a long time before finding her passion again, which is helping people with their mind and body connection. And she's a NASM certified personal trainer and nutritionist and life coach. And she happens to be my friend as well. Please welcome Nikki Robertson from Infinite Power Coaching. Hey girl. Hi, <laughs> how are you guys? Good, we're good. We really appreciate you being here. We have been talking a lot about resolutions why are they so hard to keep? Girl, it's tough. You know what? It, it can be tough. Um, I think a lot of times people come up with these big dreams, these big goals that they want to achieve, but they never actually sit down and map out the roadmap to get there. So, you know, it just becomes, you know, this wish. But wishes really aren't anything until you actually put action and a game plan behind it. So I think that's why people tend to fail. 
I've heard you mention SMART goals before, but SMART means more than just being intelligent to you. What is SMART about? Yes, so a SMART goal, SMART is an acronym. Um, it stands for a specific goal. So that's what the S stands for, something that's specific. Like not just I wanna lose weight, I want to lose five pounds. Be specific about what that is. The M is something that's measurable. So can you measure what your goal is? Or are you just, you know, guessing, guesstimating? So you really want something that's measurable so you know when you've attained it. Um, a is attainable. So don't set a goal that just will never happen, that's not attainable, like 50 pounds in two days. That doesn't work, right? <laughs> that ain't gonna work. I mean, we wish. <laughs> yeah, if we wish, I would be rich. <laughs> if, that, if that could work like that. Um, R stands for something that's relevant or realistic. So is it relevant to your life? Is it realistic for something that you're really going to put your heart and soul into? Um, and then the T stands for something that's, that has a time, uh, a time frame to it, it's time attainable. So I'm going to do this in one month's time. I'm going to have this done in the first quarter of the year, and then I will move on to the second phase of my goal for whatever. So you set a time limit to it. And when you work the steps of a SMART goal, you really have a really good roadmap to exactly how to attack what it is that you want to accomplish and to see yourself get there with success. And I think putting that into play with our own New Year's resolutions, I keep thinking about what you were talking about. Lily's resolution is to eat better. But I asked her, you know, like what specifically that means. And earlier in the podcast, she said that means basically eating less carbs and more vegetables. So when I hear you say it's measurable, is there something that she can do to measure it? Like I'm going to eat three vegetables today or something like that. Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, so there's a few different ways that you could set up to, to measure that. You know, eating vegetables um, and, and making sure that you're really incorporating all of the, you know, different types of produce is important. Um, you know, eating the colors of the rainbow is important. There's five different colors that you can be doing. So the reds and the oranges are kind of lumped together. The greens, um, the yellows, the, uh, the purples and the blues and the whites, they all serve a purpose and they all have different antioxidants, um, healing properties, things like that, that really serve your body. So something that could be measurable for getting more vegetables in your diet is to have, you know, a, a serving of each of the colors in your day. Plus it would be really pretty. Right. Yeah, exactly. Talk about the pictures you would have of the beautiful plates of food you would have. But with that, you know, you eat all a, a serving of all the colors. That's five servings of vegetables in the day of the five color groups. Yeah, and I love measuring it, like you said, with the time frame. But when people make resolutions, they think this is going to change my whole life. But you're, you're talking about maybe five pounds in a couple of weeks. Is it smart to make smaller timed goals? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's good to know where you're headed, right? What the big picture is. So if the big picture is that you want to lose 50 pounds, I mean, I'm, I'm talking, that's a big picture, right? But really let's, let's pare that down. So is it in the, in the first, you know, month, I'd like to lose four pounds. A pound a week is really good and it's attainable. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's a solid goal that anyone can achieve if they really put their mind to it. And now let's talk about the little steps that would get me there. So incorporating more vegetables, being conscientious of the, uh, the lean meats or the types of proteins that I'm getting in my day, um, making sure that I'm well hydrated, you know, drinking a lot of water is really important. 
Um, and then people don't necessarily think about the other elements like having good sleep, making sure you're getting a good solid seven or eight hours the night and, and finding ways to ensure that you're not holding stress in your body, but you're releasing that, whether it's through exercise or meditation or whatever form of that stress release that you need. Cause those are also items that we don't think about because they're not on our plate, but they do also, um, you know, take an effect on how much we are able to either hold onto our weight or release that weight and lose it as we build good muscle. You basically just covered all of our resolutions in one answer there. I've been hearing a lot about six week challenges. Is that something you would recommend? At least it has a time frame. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's the T that's part of it. Um, but Yes, six-week challenges are great. I do them myself, um, whether I'm helping with other clients or just even you know, in my own personal life. It's a great way to kickstart um, new habits, uh, you know, whether it be, you know, you know if, you're, if you're working towards weight loss, right, or eating healthier, and you're trying to find a, a better way to contain that into something that's a little bit more um, specific, right? Then it could be, you know, during the six weeks, I'm going to drink my water quota every, every day, right? Or in that challenge, it could mean I'm going to work out each week for 30 minutes, four times a week. It could be something as simple as that. Those are easy, measurable, and attainable goals that you can work into your schedule or into your daily life. And those roll into, again, as we talk about the big picture goal, that can roll into and, and get you closer to that big picture goal. But the six-week challenges are great because then you can really just set good, solid, new habits. Or even for those who have maybe done them in the past, to go back to them and circle back to them, which is what I typically do, is, is good as a reset. You know, let me just reset because let's face it, we're human. Yeah. We, you know, we, we have habits, we have great intention, we hold them strong for a couple months and then something happens and maybe we get a little lax with our habits, right? Oh, yeah. So those challenges can help hone us back in, recenter ourselves and then get you right back into those habits that maybe you've already established and kind of gotten a little loosey-goosey on. Yeah, and I know that you do them yourself when taking care of your own fitness. You offer them to your clients in, in many different ways. And I love that idea. Do you find that after the six weeks, they're thinking, I want to continue because I feel so great? Yes, yes. Um, well, why wouldn't you? Because if you're feeling good and you've done something that feels good within your body, then why would you stop that, right? You know, and that's a part of um, really focusing on living in wellness versus letting those good habits slide. And then all of a sudden you're having to focus on, you know, maybe disease that you're dealing with or illness, you know, so being more proactive um, and keeping those good habits in place long term, you know, it's a lifestyle, right? This isn't just, it can't only just be a six week challenge. While that's great and that um, certainly sets good habits and it's fun to know that you've gotten from start to finish, but then once you finish that six weeks, what does your next six weeks look like? What are the goals you want to work on during that time? How does that get you closer to the goal you set for the entire year, you know, in terms of your resolution? Luckily, my parents are on board and they're trying to eat better too, but how, what can someone do to start the conversation with their parents or family who maybe isn't on board with their resolutions, resolutions of eating better? Right. So, you know, I think most families sit down and they have dinner time together. So a really great way to do that is make it dinner time conversation. So sit down as you're, as you're all eating your dinner, you know, ask around the table. What is your, what is your resolution, you know, for this coming year? What is it that you want to work on? 
and get the conversation started as a family. And I think it's important that when families come together like that, they hear each other and then they, um, you know, they ask each other, how can I support you with your goal? And then they express how they can be supported from their family members in their goals too. So, and you know, in the case like, you know, wanting to eat better then expressing that to your family, I'd really like to you know, learn how to eat better, maybe how to do some food preparation for myself. So with, when I'm hungry, I'm not just going for the junk food that I can learn how to create my own, you know, a veggie wrap or whatever it is that I'm creating that is a little bit healthier for me. And then that allows you to kind of express that to your family and bring them into the goal, make them be a part of it. It can, this can be a bonding experience, you know, something that's really fun. And what you might even find is other family members at the table will probably be really excited about wanting to join on and do it together. And when you have someone who's there to support you through your goal, then you're going to be that much more successful um, in reaching it. You know, they're going to they're going to want to see you and do good and cheer you on and, you know, support you in those ways. So instead of saying, Mom, stop buying all that crap, you can just say, hey, guys, my resolution is eating better. Kind of what do you think about that? And then it gets the conversation. And like you said, they're going to want to hopefully at least support you. Yes. And maybe they, they could make some healthy changes as well. Right, right. So Lily, something you might be able to try is, you know, a little bit of a meal prepping situation. So I know with school and, you know, all of your activities, things can be really busy, but that's no different than an adult who has a job, right? So, you know, <laughs> some ways that, you know, someone your age can get into meal prepping would be to take a look at the things that you would want to have as snacks or as go-tos. Um, you know, if it is, you know, a veggie wrap, so having a nice tortilla, maybe some hummus and, um, you know, vegetables, you know, whether it's sliced cucumbers or red peppers or things like that, and you can roll that up. But having things pre-prepared so you're ready to go. So not that I would necessarily wrap the tortilla up because that might get a little soggy, but pre-slicing up the vegetables. You know, certain vegetables you can do that with and they don't get gross in the refrigerator. So it makes it really easy for then for you to just take out the Tupperwares, pop them in, your, in the tortilla wrap and then eat it right then and there. Um, you know, some other ways that you can do that, a lot of times people will prep for a few days in advance or sometimes they'll prep an extra meal, you know, at the dinner time for the next day, you know. So that's another way to go. So you could do, you know, if you're cooking with your, with your mom or something like that in the evening and you know that what you're having is super healthy and you want to make an extra portion, you can actually go ahead and pre-container it up after dinner and then put it in the fridge and then it's ready as a go-to for the next day. And you don't feel so overwhelmed having to go in on a Sunday and feel like you're spending hours in the kitchen you know, preparing multiple things. It's a good way to just kind of have a rolling extra meal. And that way, if you've got you know, your activities um, after school and you get home and it's later in the evening, maybe you have an extra dinner from the night before already ready to go and you can heat it up and you're having something that's good for you and already thought out versus you know the cereal the chips the popcorn or things like that that really aren't going to serve your body you know as good of a purpose i taught her how to make spring rolls recently and that's what i use spring rolls for because sometimes i'm so hungry that i'm like i can't even think to cook right now and so i started making spring rolls with the thai peanut sauce i taught her how to make then i just can grab those eat one or two and then i'm like 
okay, I'm not ravenous anymore. So now yeah. I can actually think about what I want to cook, what is healthy yes. and what I'm going to, to have for my meal tonight. But you need to get past that initial, like, I will eat anything that I can get my hands on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I know that you're really into like the mind and body connection. So it's not so much even all about lifting weights or, or eating well. It's really about kind of the emotion of it because I know that when I get upset, I go right for that ice cream. So what can you kind of give us from the life coaching side of your world um, to help us in, in those areas? Right. So yeah, emotional eating, um, stress eating, whatever that is, a lot of people use eating as a coping mechanism you know, when they're dealing with certain emotions or stressors from their day. Um, you know, I personally find that if I can get down to the root of what it is that's causing me to, you know, binge eat or have that, you know, pint of ice cream or whatever it is, if I can actually get down to the root of it, then I'm able to handle that emotion in a much healthier way. So, you know, if I take myself as an example, you know, sometimes a day can be really stressful and I feel my, the tension up in my shoulders and, you know, especially when it's cold outside, I want to go home and I want to just curl up in a blanket and eat something warm. Yes. But um, sometimes I just need to go to the gym and work out the stress, let the, t let the tension roll off the shoulders, shake it out, and then I can come home and then I'm actually eating from a less stressful place versus going in and just grabbing whatever's going to bring me comfort. So for me, working out is, is what I enjoy. You know, if I'm slamming that med ball down on the ground, it's like, oh, I'll get the aggression out. For some people, yoga is, is the way to go or meditation is the way to go. So it's really honing in on what the item is that's going to help you deal with that emotion. If it's not an aggressive workout, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's stretching. Um, maybe it's going for a run, maybe it's reading a book or knitting, something that's got that repetitive kind of um, motion to it. Those are all things that can kind of zone in and allow you to kind of deal with the emotion in a healthier way than going to, you know, a pint of Ben and Jerry's. That actually sounds like your version of the WHOOP method. So oh, yeah. like... And like when you know you have stress, instead of going to go eat comfort food and stuff, you go to the gym and that's kind of your plan. Yes, yes. Having, having that plan B, having that, that, you know, knowing what that is. The if then plan. If yeah, I feel this way, then I'm going to do this. Yes. That sounds perfect. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we had some questions on our Instagram. Brandon actually reached out and his uh, resolution, I think, is a good one, but maybe you can help him break it down into the smaller steps like you've been kind of promoting. So Brandon says he just wants to do something when he's feeling overwhelmed. Instead of nothing and kind of feeling frozen, he said he just wants to do something and move forward when he's feeling overwhelmed. So what can you kind of tell him and what advice can you give to him? What's that first little step? Yeah, sometimes when you have like a lot of thoughts going on in your head and you're, and you're kind of just feel overwhelmed, it's just swarming in there, right? Um, so I think one of the first things, especially when I feel overwhelmed, is I start to make lists. I get it out of my head. Because as soon as you can just stop having those 20 thoughts swarming around here and then you can see them on paper, it makes it a little bit easier for then for you to make your game plan of what it is that you need to move forward with and in what order you need to move forward with. So, you know, whether it's you, you know you have a project you have to work on, let's say it's a school project or something like that, and all the thoughts are in your head and you don't know where to begin. 
let's just start writing the list down. I need to research. I need to buy my materials. I need to, you know, make, you know, write my opening paragraph. You know, whatever those things are that you have to do for your, for your project, just put them on paper. And then from there, it makes it easier for you to pick the steps that you need to do and then move forward in, you know, towards the end goal, but in a much more organized fashion and not so jumbled up in your head where you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious and, you know, all of that stuff. That's a know? good point because you said you don't have to really do it in order. Then you said right. write the list first and then decide where to yes. start. And I think that people want to know what step one is, but sometimes step one doesn't come until the middle of your page. Exactly. It's like brainstorming, right? If you're ever in a brainstorming session, people are just throwing things to the wall and they're not <laughs> all going to stick, right? You're just, you're just put the ideas down. So when you have those, those thoughts in your head, just put them down on paper. They could be really great ideas or really great things that really need to be done on the task list. Or there could just be things that you're like, ooh, that sounds like I need to be doing that and write it down and then come to the end of it. Those were extra thoughts in your head that didn't even need to be there. They weren't important in the end. So you just throw it all down on paper and then from there you can take it to the next step. Nikki, I turned 13 earlier this year. What advice would you give to your younger self? Ah, that's a really good question. Um, Wow. I think the first piece of advice I would give is to be kind and graceful with yourself. So, you know, if I think back to when I was younger, while social media wasn't a big deal then, I can't imagine going through that age now when you we have... We didn't have the internet then, Nikki. What are you talking about? I know. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, are you aging me? No. I'm aging myself too, girl. I got you. Yes. <laughs> But, um, you know, now with the way social media is and, you know, all of the, the images and the, and the this and the that that's out there that makes you, you know, a lot of people internalize that and then they start to be hard of themselves. They say negative things internally. They look in the mirror and they, they constantly criticize themselves. So stop it. You know, <laughs> just for real, stop it. You know, give yourself grace and realize that there's that heartache like if I knew then what I know now about fitness and nutrition and how to fuel my body appropriately, um, not just with those things, but with positive thoughts and gratitude and, you know, all of that encompassed together, I think I would have saved myself an awful lot of heartache, you know, over those teens and early 20 years, you know, that, that, that's when you were a professional dancer, right? Your teens yes. in early 20s? Yes, um, all the way up to early 30s. And then that was when I retired. Um, you know, you hear a lot of things and you get told a lot of things. Um, and, you know, when you're an athlete, you do anything you can to take care of yourself. So, you know, I, not just an athlete, but, you know, whether it's um, in other areas of your life, really think about what that professional is. So let, let me give you an analogy. Okay. Sports cars. Do I look like I drive one? No, but this is a really good analogy that kind of can relate. <laughs> you for could, anyone. you could you totally. Could, yeah. Yes. That red looks so good on you, girl. Thank you. So let's, let's think of like a Lamborghini, a Lamborghini race car. This is top notch. You're about to, sh you're going to, you know, race this car against other top competitors. What kind of gas are you going to put in that car? the good stuff. You're not buying the, the cheap gallon of gas. You're getting the premium, premium gas. You're getting the best oils, all, you know, everything that's in that engine, it is top notch, right? So take that and now think of yourself as that Lamborghini. 
right? You look good. You look sporty, <laughs> girl. Yes. So on a daily basis, you know, whether it is for sports, whether it is for your academics, whether it is for cheer, um, you know, whatever your thing is. Or just your mental health. Yeah. Exactly. Think about how you're fueling yourself. And that could be with education, right? That could be with um, obviously food and the way that you fuel your body, you know, with the nutrition. Um, you know, all of the, the positive thoughts versus negative thoughts fuel yourself as if you are a top notch race car Lamborghini, right? So don't buy the 99 cent meal at the fast food down the street. You know, actually have good foods and fuel your body. It makes you feel better. It sets you up for top performance. And I really think that that's kind of a, a really easy way to kind of relate something that we think about Lamborghinis. We know that we can wreck them. They're worth a, a load of money. You wreck <laughs> yeah. one, you can just buy a new one. But you can't do that with yourself, right? You can't do that with your body, with what, how you feel it with your food. And it's very difficult to change mindset. So continually staying in that positive mindset really helps you with staying, you know, focused on healthy lifestyle, not just from the inside, but on the outside too. Since we're talking about the importance of really breaking down the steps and what you can do and making attainable goals, when it comes to nutrition, it's one of those things where it's like, no duh, I know I need to eat better. But like, right? literally, what is the first step? Is it throw out all the crap in your refrigerator? Like someone who's listening right now, what can they do today to start that on a better path and taking care of their Lamborghini, their temple, their body. Yes. Well, obviously, if you've got unopened food, let's not just toss it. Let's donate it, right? Granted, you just don't need it in your house. I would hate for the waste to happen. However, I would say, you know, start thinking about the foods that you like. Go to the rainbow method that I talked about earlier. You know, the different colors. You like red peppers or bell peppers, you can have green, red, orange, and yellow, all the colors, and those are bell peppers, right? That's like half of the rainbow right there. <laughs> you know, start making that shopping list. Plan out what you're going to have throughout your week and then go to the grocery store, fill your refrigerator with those things that are gonna serve you purpose. And then from there, you just follow your plan, your game plan that you've set out for the week. So if you're having, you know, um, chicken with, with some vegetables and, you know, a, a sweet potato or something like that, then you've got that ready to go. If you're having for lunch, you're having a, a you know, a vegetable soup or whatever that is, and then you've got it and you know what to make and you have it, the game plan mapped out on paper in front of you. And it, right. it's, that's your roadmap. It's also important to know that not only am I shopping for my meals, but let's face it, we're human. Those snacks happen. We get hungry, we want a snack, right? So shop for healthy snack options too. So, you know, if an apple is what that is, that's great. So just think about those things on how you can stay on track with the quick, you know, things that you can grab and go with, not just the things that you're having for meals too. I have that problem, and actually we have it upstairs right now. We're at, I'm at my grandmother, or her grandmother's, my mother's house right now, and we bought everything because I was teaching my mother how to cook some vegan meals, and then I thought, I have no snacks, I have nothing in between, and then I eat Christmas cookies. <laughs> so you're basically just getting rid of all the temptations so that you don't have them there. Yeah. Yes. Ultimately, that's the best way to go about it. Now, for some families, that's not realistic. You know, you've got other family members who are not necessarily on the same 
plan as you and the temptation is there in front of you. You can't just throw it away. So that's where you really have to tap into that willpower and have your plan B ready to go even when you have, when you have both plans in front of you. When you have both things in front of you, you've got to be ready to go for the right path the right you know, fork in the road for what yes. you're choosing. Yeah. <laughs> I think one thing to note is when you really hone in on the why for your goal or your resolution, that helps you stay on track. And I don't mean just why do I want to do it because I want to be healthy. You know, let's, why is that important to you? You know, dig deep. We're talking five whys deep, right? So if you really dig down and you get to the root of it, if it, if it boils down to self-esteem or feeling strong on the inside or whatever that is, that, that root of that why you're doing that goal or heading in that direction, then when you have those two things in front of you and you're really, you know, kind of questioning where you're at, remember your why. You know, my why is so important because it's so close to my heart that I don't want to choose the wrong path to stray me away from, you know, why this is my goal to begin with. You want to try it? You want to try and figure out your why? Get down to it? I'm going to try it too. I'm going to try it too. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. So think about your goal in your head and think about why is that important to you? Why do you want to reach the goal? And then you tell us. Well, if I'm thinking of the meditation thing, I want to be, I want to be more in a meditate at least every day um, because I think that it helps. I truly believe that there is a connection with the universe and that it really will help me figure out what my next step in life is. Okay. And why is that important to you? It's important to me because that is what fuels my worth. And, and unfortunately, that's what I'm working on with my therapist, who again was in episode one, um, <laughs> trying to separate my worth, my personal worth from my work. Yeah. And so I think that when you're more connected to the universe, you see your worth in a wider spectrum, not just Courtney, the TV host. Then you just see a wider spectrum. Then you realize that's just Courtney. Mm -hmm. Right. Good. Good. You've talked about your why. You really dug into that with your therapist. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think that, you know, it really does. It's going to help my career. It will help my next step. It'll help me um, have less stress. Because I believe that when you have the control of your mind or you're connected and you are more relaxed that it really does have a physical effect the meditation has a physical effect on your body with the inflammation right, right. and the stress and and everything there mm -hmm. good all right so good. what's your why for me my why is like I said the days that I do eat really healthy and kind of stick to that I feel better like I feel like I have more energy I feel like I think faster and I think part a big part of that is I can t take that energy and put it into cheer and my tumbling and getting new skills and working on my stunts and my routine. I think that's my biggest why. Okay. Okay. So when you um, take those things, feeling you know better at your stunts, at cheer, and you feel more energetic, how does that make you feel? It just I feel a lot better, I guess, about myself too because I feel really good when I'm putting in all the work to get the skills or to make it perfected and to get it better. I feel really good, and it just feel more confident with it. Mm -hmm. That's sort of right. Is that what it all boils down to, Nicole? Is it like they, they all boil down to really just confidence and feeling better about yourself no matter what the actual resolution is? You know, sometimes they do. It is about feeling better about yourself. You know, you know, a lot of times it starts out as surface as, you know, I want to lose weight so I can date, feel, you know, confident dating boys 
or whatever. I can get a boyfriend. And then you dig into that. Well, you know, why is that important to you? Well, I would really like to have a relationship or um, it helps me feel like a strong, independent woman um, or it's, it, you know, fuels my soul in a different way. I feel more connected to the universe, you know, as you had mentioned, you know, for the meditation, um, you know, in terms of the, you know, eating healthy so you can feel more powerful in your cheer, you know, that gives you a sense of accomplishment when you, I imagine when you are accomplishing a new skill, right? When you, when you have fueled yourself better, you gain more strength, you accomplish a new skill, and now you have a different level of self-confidence or a different level of strength. You know, that, that's, you guys have obviously thought about this, you know, as far as your resolutions go, but a lot of times they start very surface, and as you dig down into them, there's a little bit of a path that goes to get you there. You know, what are all the things that you're going to really get from eating well? Well, you know, we, Lily, you talked right through all of them, you know, right to, you know, this basically boils down to feeling strong and confident in, in you know, what I'm doing. We also read in, in our research, too, the way that you word something, and I believe this in everyday life, instead of saying negatively, like, I you know, want to stop drinking diet soda was the example we used earlier, but instead make it a positive thing, you know, I want to drink more water. Yeah. So yes. do you believe that, that, that the choice of words, whether it's negative or positive, or even, you know, like you said, writing it down, writing yourself a note, uh, do those things help? Yes, absolutely. I believe they do. I believe that in the power of visualization, the power of manifestation. So I have vision boards in my closet that I look at every day when I go in to choose my wardrobe, what I'm wearing for the day. I have things up on my bathroom mirror that remind me of whether they're powerful statements, they're energy-seeking statements that really help me feel good and ready to face my day. And having them be of a positive nature and not of a of a, a negative nature are definitely much more um, fueling for me than something that's more of a negative. So, you know, it's kind of like, don't trip over that. Well, you've just manifested. In most cases, you're going to trip over something, right? Because yeah. right? you've just kind of thrown it out there versus I'm going to walk gracefully to the kitchen, right? <laughs> right. Lily, you something, need to start doing that. I can't do. That's <laughs> what happened. She started t making a list of all the times she hurt herself because she kept stubbing her toe and hurting her knee I and falling down her the anger. stairs. And then she keeps doing it more. You're manifesting your injuries. Your yes. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. <laughs> yes. So just reframe it, you know. I am going to walk gracefully into the kitchen versus I'm going to trip over the kitchen. Don't trip over the kitchen table, you know? <laughs> yes, because she will. <laughs> Our podcast is geared more towards teenagers and young adults and even college students. So what is something you could say, like, to help us prepare for the world, like the adult world or adulting? <laughs> well, adulting is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. um, Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Um you know, I think a lot of times because in school these days, you know, in fact, like, well, this is even before my time, you know, they had home economics, right? Where you learned a little bit about your know, daily stuff. But nowadays you don't learn about things like that in school. You don't learn how to do the laundry. You don't learn how to balance a checkbook. I mean, I get it. Most people don't use checks these days, but there is something. What? What is a checkbook? I know, right? <laughs> but there is something to learning good old budgeting you know, for your finances. Um, so maybe take a look at some of the stuff that your parents do for you now still, especially if you're living at home and, you know, start learning it, 
learn it before you know you're, you're out of the house now mm -hmm. granted i'm sure parents would love for you to take it on and there are probably some moms who actually really enjoy doing things for their kids but surprise them learn how to do the laundry and maybe one weekend you do it so that way mom can have a break i mean that that would be a pretty nice gift to give her but that also prepares you for you know the next level of your life and I think the same thing goes to your budget, you know, learning how to manage your money. You know, it is hard when you get out of college to know that you're actually using your degree in a, in a career choice that you've chosen to and, and to get yourself out of whatever college debt that you might have. So really learning, you know, from a young age, something about budgeting your money, what percentages should be towards, you know, this and that in your budget, and then figuring out how to do that before you actually are playing with your own money. I mean, even play it with Monopoly money at home, especially if you're a teenager. It's a really, it's a really good inexpensive way to learn versus learning in real life with your own money and when you find yourself in a situation you're, you, know, you can't handle. Well, and money to me growing up was something where it was like, oh, I know, like whatever, right. like I don't want to talk about it. But the thing is, once you get to be an adult, like it's cool because then I can use my money to go on a trip or I can use my money to, you know, do some incredible things and buy a house and decorate it or whatever it is, like all the cool things that you look at adultism, mm -hmm. is that a word? You would look yeah, at adulting now. and you're like, that's going to be cool. I can't wait till I can do that. Well, you can't do that unless you, you are managing your money. So it's so boring and I hated it. Remember my grandfather tried to teach me, yeah, that's what but you're like telling me. learning what an IRA is, like I just learned that a couple of years ago, I don't know what that is. you know, and how important that is. And now right. that I'm 40 something years old and retirement is 20 some years away, I'm thinking, oh shit, you know, yeah, like right. I'm yeah. in trouble. But if I yeah. would have started saving at 20, then I would be in a much better position. Yeah. And what does that mean? Freedom. Yeah. Right. It means a lot more freedom. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which then gives you the freedom to take the trips, to do the fun things. But you have to know how your roadmap is to get there. No different than your roadmap to, you know, losing weight or to a better mindset. It's just the roadmap to have the flexibility in your funds to take the annual trips or you know to you know go out once a month with your girlfriends to have brunch or whatever it is that feeds your soul and makes you enjoy life but you do have to learn the steps on how to make that, that roadmap you know to be able to enjoy that and once you learn it it's easier yeah yeah it's actually not that hard it's just we don't want to hear it it's just boring right but there are kids or young adults out there who have been adulting for a while you know, they might not have that support at home. They might not have that support of parent or caretaker. And maybe they have been taking care of younger siblings or acting as if they're the adults. And that's a lot of stress to put on someone, even in their 20s or early 20s, yeah. and especially a teenager. So maybe what kind of advice would you give that kind of kid who's been like, girl, I've been doing that for years? Here's the thing. We aren't perfect, right? And this life is a marathon. This isn't a sprint. So you just... You, you do the best you can every day that you are able to wake up and move forward. So if that means that, you know what, yesterday I didn't get the laundry out of the dryer, okay, well, I'll just get it out tomorrow. You know, you just do it the next day. Don't beat yourself up over the little things because in the end, the little things really aren't that important. Focus on the big stuff, you know, the important stuff. 
you know, I think that's, again, going back to giving yourself grace, you know, and, and not being so hard on yourself or trying to strive for this level of perfection that can be very hard to attain and know that you're just doing your best with every step, you know, every day that you get, every step of the way. Yeah, so for me, obviously, I'm only 13, but I haven't been, like, adulting, really. I mean, I try and help my parents around the house as much as I can, but I'm not adulting. Like, I'm not taking care of little siblings. That's my parents do You can't even take care of your chinchillas. Your mom told me she's been cleaning the cage. She does help a lot. (laughs) But I try and help them. So, like, I, my mom taught me how to do the laundry. So I'll do the laundry, and then my mom will fold it, and my dad will put it away. So I think that was something that was helpful for me to learn as we kind of had a system of how we were going to do things. Like... That's a good I, idea. Usually I try and load the dishwasher and then my brother will unload it and things like that. And another great thing, Lulu, that goes along with your goal for this year is, you know, learning more about how to cook, you know, healthy recipes. First of all, that in and of itself will feed you towards your goal of wanting to eat healthier. But what a fun thing to bond and do with your mom to actually learn how to cook in the kitchen. I mean, I have great memories of learning how to cook with my mom when I was younger so, and that is a task, that's a skill that you will do for the rest of your life. So the sooner you get that down pat and you understand how to boil water and how to, you know, do those little basic things, then, then the better are that you, you know, in terms of being set up for that success when you are on your own in years in the future. Yeah, she actually cooks quite a bit, but it's a lot yeah. of the same. Yeah. So maybe that's a new challenge for you is to yeah. make it healthier because she's yeah. a great baker. She's great yes. at cookies and cakes and everything. So you've been cooking those for so long. Yeah. They're almost like autopilot. You yeah. know, you could totally go on holiday baking wars because you don't even need a recipe anymore. But that <laughs> might hard. be a good challenge for you and your mom or even you and Jima that mm-hmm. maybe let's take this recipe and how can we make it healthier? That could be a Hack fun it. challenge. Yep. Hack the recipe. I do that all the time. It's a lot of fun. When you start to learn what you can replace the unhealthy things and recipes with in terms of healthy items instead, and then you come up with something that tastes just as great, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and so that, and that does come down to learning a little bit more about, you know, how you can replace certain flours and oils and, you know, whatever. But there's a lot of information out there for that. And that could be a really fun thing to do. Nikki Robertson, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And if you are listening, you want to check out some more of her social media posts or some of the tips that she has, you can find her at Infinite Power Coaching on Instagram. That's the best place to go right now. And if you're in the Las Vegas area, that's where she is at. So she can help you out and connect with you on a personal level there. Thank you so much, Nikki. Wait, let me ask you. What's your resolution? Oh, yeah, good question. Ah, yes. So my resolution is um, to reinstigate my gratitude jar. So I 2020, for whatever reason, I didn't start at the beginning of the year, and maybe that's why everything went belly up this year. That's but you the problem. Maybe. Oh. Save us. I have this jar that I keep by my bed, and at the end of each day, I used to write um, a, a gratitude from the day. It's something that either something great that happened, a positive statement, whatever it was, and I would drop it in my jar, and then at the end of the year, I'd go to read it. Well, I've done that in years past. In 2020, I didn't. Maybe I got too comfortable, but I'm reinstigating my gratitude jar for 2021. So that's my resolution. <laughs> We are so grateful for you. Thank you again for your tips. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Check her out at Infinite Power Coaching. (laughs) Bye. Bye. She had some really good points. I would agree. I think I retained a lot of good information Mm -hmm. that I think will be very helpful to make 2021 our year. Finally. 2020 was not it. 2021 will be, definitely. I'm determined. So what did you take away? 
I really like the race car analogy. I thought that was extremely helpful to think of like, well, this is what you would do if you were talking about a race car, like the Lamborghini, where they were like, well, you wouldn't buy like the cheap gas. You would put the top-notch stuff into it. And I think that's the really good analogy to think about because well, that really got me thinking about like the healthy things that and the nutrition we should be getting. Because it does affect you. Like a lot of people say, well, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't hurt them now. But I think when you eat all those processed food, you eat all those bad chemicals, they build up in your system so that by the time you're 30 or 40, all of a sudden you have diabetes or, you know, heart, like you have clogged veins and, mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't happen overnight. That happens starting when you're young and it builds up over time. But I also like that she said, you can always buy another Lamborghini. You can't buy another body. You can't buy right. another one of yourself. So take care of it. Mm -hmm. Even if you like are older and you already have things, like I know diabetes specifically is reversible. Like it is the possible. Diabetes too, yes. It is reversible, so you always have the opportunity to, well, I need to change what I'm eating. and mm -hmm. yeah, Yes. And I think that the why was really important because I, I think too. a lot of times the New Year's resolutions are just kind of throwaway and it's shallow. Mm -hmm. And when she was talking about digging deeper into your why, that really struck a chord with me. Me it's too. Like, it's not necessarily about, you know, taking the time to meditate. For me, it's really about better mental health, better connection with the universe, oh, yes. better stress management, mm -hmm. you know, all those things, like that's my real goal. Mm -hmm. So that was really interesting, I think. And um, I also like the SMART goals. I thought that was a really good mm -hmm. point that she made with like the five, like the specific, mm -hmm. the measurable. The A stands for attainable. Mm -hmm. One minute a day meditation, that is absolutely I think I attainable. can definitely do it too, especially yeah. like I said with my parents, they're also trying to eat mm -hmm. better. So I think I have other people with who are supporting mm -hmm. me and also doing it realistic which is the r yes. and smart i think um the realistic side of it is you know if you are six foot tall you're never going to weigh 100 pounds your your body mass just is more than that without fat on it right you know so is it something realistic i think that's the difference between attainable and realistic is it something actually really realistic like am i going to walk the runway for prada at five foot tall not exactly realistic Love you so much, yeah. I know, but like, it's probably not realistic, you know, but yours is definitely realistic. I you do. can certainly add more colors of the mm -hmm. rainbow to I your... I think it's really pretty, too. Right? Totally, totally Instagram-worthy. Instagram Instagram and then timely. What is your timeline? Like, six-week challenge mm -hmm. is another thing. Yeah. Like, I'm going to tell myself, like, I'm going to do this for six weeks. And then, yes. like she said, after that, you usually want to continue because you're feeling good. I think that's going to be my time. That's what happened with Veganuary, and I'm going to do it Veganuary again be fully vegan for that one month and just say, yes, this is, I'm cutting out all of all animal products yeah. in my diet. And then it happened last year. I was like, I'm continuing with this. This is, I feel amazing. So yeah, yeah that's my timeline, I think. So I think we're good. I do too. We, we got this. Mm -hmm. 2021. Here we come, baby. Right. Don't forget to hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, and Twitter. And Facebook at Rant with My Aunt. If you have questions, bring it. Our email is rantwithmyaunt at gmail.com. Gotcha. So again, we said this in the first episode, but I just want to say it again in case you're new to us. This is absolutely a judgment-free zone. This is a safe place. This is a safe place. It doesn't matter who you are, who you love, what your question is. You know, today was pretty inspirational, I, I would think. agree. But if you have a question about something you're just uncomfortable talking to somebody about... We are here for you. Yeah. I will never lie to you. I will give you my best life experiences. I can tell you what I have learned 
over the years and what maybe I regret or would have done differently in your situation or a similar situation mm -hmm. when I was younger. And we bring in experts to help answer those questions too because, you know, we are a little hot mess. A little? Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs>